Welcome to Let Us Go Into the House of the Lord. I'm Pastor Michael Lilienthal. And uh, as quickly as it came, it is quickly gone. We are at the end of the Gesema season, or the pre-Lent season. Uh, yes, today we are going to be looking at Quinquagesima, uh, but we are actually going to be celebrating the baptism of our Lord. That is the um, uh, festival uh, that uh, that we're going to observe at, at the last Sunday of the, the pre-Lent season. Uh, or the Sunday before Ash Wednesday. Uh, we are approximately 50 days before Easter, which means that we're right on the tail of Lent. So this is, we're, we're on the threshold now between Narthex and Nave uh, when we are, we're entering that, uh, that Lent with penitence. But we're going to end that by looking at how Jesus himself entered his ministry through his baptism. Uh, so yes, the baptism of our Lord is what we're looking at uh, for today, for um, the Sunday of uh, February 23rd. So I want to start by looking at uh, the introit uh, as, as I come. And the introit for the baptism of our Lord is, You are fairer than the sons of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword upon your thigh, Almighty One, with your glory and your majesty. We're, we're really, really hyping up the praise of uh, the Son of God as he uh, is, is anointed. For his office, that's what uh, this um, baptism is is all about here. Um, and this is uh, from a a, um, uh, a psalm that uh, praises the king. Uh, it's 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 a kingly, a royal psalm, looking at the anointing of a king as he enters his office, uh, looking at the beauty of that king. Um, and uh, we'll see that as we as we look at the the rest of the propers here. We're we're focusing on the beauty of Christ as he enters into his work. And it's, it's, it's interesting to look at it that way because when we look at this uh, baptism of Jesus, it, when he enters into his role as prophet, priest, and king in order to accomplish his saving work, um, it's, it, as we've emphasized before, it's theology of the cross. He looks beautiful, perhaps, uh, as, as a king would look beautiful, but uh, that, that beauty is, is all going to be smirched by uh, his suffering. Uh, which is what we're going to especially be focusing on in, in Lent. Uh, so the collect for the baptism of our Lord is uh, collect number 37 on page 152 in the hymnary. Father in heaven, as at our Lord's baptism in the Jordan River, you once proclaimed Jesus, your beloved Son, and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Grant that all who are baptized in his name may faithfully keep the covenant into which they have been called, boldly confess their Savior, and with him be heirs of life eternal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen. This collect very appropriately is, is explicitly highlighting the gospel text when we uh, hear about Christ. We'll look at that more later, but uh, it, it mentions here that uh, God proclaimed Jesus his beloved son. It's, it's, it's especially highlighted in the baptism of Jesus that you see the Trinity there. The son is being baptized. The spirit is in the form of a dove resting on, on Jesus' shoulder or, or alighting on Jesus. Or, you know, it's, it's up for a little bit of debate as to, to where exactly the Holy Spirit landed or if the Holy Spirit landed. Um, and then the Father is in the voice from heaven proclaiming him his son. Which, if you recall back a few Sundays when we were on uh, Transfiguration, God did the same thing. Said, this is my beloved son. And now in baptism, we're looking back at uh, the first time he, he spoke from heaven that way. Uh, so it's, it's just a nice, uh, interesting bookend to this uh, pre-Lent season that God proclaims Jesus his son both before it and at the end of this this season as we're going into Lent. This is his son. 
and now watch him make his sacrifice is is kind of how we're we're seeing this but of course we're we're emphasizing that in that baptism let us who are also baptized in his name uh remain in that covenant as well let jesus baptism for us mean that our baptism into jesus uh mean that that be uh made solid made made permanent that that we will remain in faith to the end um so all right i, I want to go through the the lessons now starting with the epistle lesson uh first peter three eighteen. because christ also suffered once for sins in our place the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to god he was put to death in flesh but was made alive in spirit in which he also went and made an announcement to the spirits in prison these spirits disobeyed long ago when god's patience was waiting in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In this ark, a few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. And corresponding to that, baptism now saves you. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the guarantee of a good conscience before God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He went to heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. Now, I did actually... Um, uh, read this from uh, the Evangelical Heritage Version, which, uh, as you notice, began uh, right in the middle of a sentence. Um, I, I want to read that first verse. Um, I, I, I won't have opportunity really to do that during the service. I might be able to highlight it in the bulletin somehow, but the, the verse uh, right before this text, verse 17, says, Indeed, it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. It Highlighting that idea of suffering once again, Christ, because Christ also, that's where it goes on, suffered once for sins in our place. And the, the, the baptism of Jesus emphasizes him coming in to take our place. Uh, John realized the absurdity of Jesus being baptized. What, you're coming to me to be baptized? I should be baptized by you um, because his baptism was for forgiveness of sins. Jesus didn't need forgiveness. So in his baptism, he actually took our place. He, he came into our place to become sin for us in order to suffer for our sins. And then we get this explicit uh, mention of baptism, uh, which is, is shown to be um, the true meaning of the flood and the ark, uh, where we see in that flood of Noah uh, how the wicked world was destroyed, but the righteous were saved. And just so in baptism, the old Adam is drowned and the new man comes forth and rises. Uh, and it, it guarantees a good conscience before God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, what that means is this new man that's, that's raised up in baptism is made in Christ's image. It's connected to Christ's resurrection, and therefore we can be guaranteed to have a good conscience. We're, we're guaranteed not to have to worry about our salvation because, hey, we're baptized. Luther famously would do that. Um, I think he mentioned once a, a friend who was severely depressed, and he asked him, um, well, were you baptized? And his friend said, well, yes. And he said, well, then be, rejoice in your salvation. You are absolutely saved. Uh, and it's, it is absolutely a comfort. Yes, we are saved because, look, we're baptized. We're in Christ. That's, that's guaranteed. This is God's sign. It's not our sign. God guarantees it uh, through what he has done, through his son's resurrection. Uh, so that's the uh, epistle lesson. We'll go on to the gospel now. Uh, which is, as I mentioned, the account of Jesus' baptism, and it's from the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to be baptized by John at the Jordan, but John tried to stop him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, because it is proper for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John let him. After Jesus was baptized, he immediately went up out of the water, 
Suddenly the heavens were opened for him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and landing on him, and a voice out of the heavens said, This is my Son whom I love. I am well pleased with him. It is a beautiful text, and I know that uh, on occasion some pastors have had difficulty figuring out how to preach on this, I, and I'm, I'm counting myself among them. Um, you know, what, do you, what do you say about this? What do you say about the baptism of, of Jesus? But if you emphasize that idea that, yes, Jesus is here to take our place, to fulfill all righteousness, that Jesus entered into this so that he could live a perfect life under the law and then die the death that we deserved in order to suffer for us, connected to that epistle lesson, Jesus suffered for our sins. That's what this baptism is about, that he came in order to suffer for our sins. So he enters into this baptism to sanctify it uh, in order to um, take our place so that he could suffer for us. Um so, yes, John baptizes him at Jesus' command, uh, even though it doesn't make sense to him. But And likewise, too, our baptisms, when we baptize now, does it make sense? Is, is a, a little splash of water going to save you? That doesn't make sense. But let it be so. God says so. Uh, let, let God's word do its work. Be confident in God's grace uh, and in God's word, and know that there is salvation. And here we again connect to the other um, weeks in the Gesma season, uh, Septuagesma, uh, Sola Gratia, grace alone saves us, and uh, Sexagesma, Sola Scriptura, by scripture alone we are, are saved. It, it's again not about us, it's not about what we do, it's about what God does and what he gives to us, and have confidence in that. And here we see where that power f comes for baptism, and it's in the Trinity. Jesus is baptized, and as he comes up out of the water, the Spirit of God descending like a dove lands on him, and the voice out of the heavens, the Father, uh, the God the Father says, this is my Son whom I love. I am well pleased with him. Uh, again, reflecting the, the same words he would speak later at the Transfiguration, which we heard right before this Gesma season, um, that He's pleased with him because of the sacrifice he's going to make, because of the good works he's going to do. Both of those, active and passive uh, obedience that Jesus accomplishes. And it emphasizes, yes, this is the Son of God. He's, he's God himself in human flesh. And so he came to save, to suffer for us, uh, to win our salvation. So that's um, the, the gospel lesson for the baptism of our Lord. Um, we're going to look now at um, the, uh, the the lesson for uh, the Old Testament lesson, which will also serve as the uh, sermon text uh, for for this Sunday, and that comes from uh, it's it's a split lesson a little bit. It's still from the Book of Exodus, but we've jumped um, really we've jumped past um, all the all the um, plagues, just about um, all the the arguing that gets uh, that happens with Pharaoh. Uh, I'd like to highlight that a little bit at some point. Um, perhaps during this season, but uh, we, we jump now to the Passover. And we're going to start by reading the first verse of chapter 11, and then we jump to chapter 12 and read verses 21 through 30. So the, the lesson is, uh, to sum that up, Exodus 11, 1 and 12, 21 through 30. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will certainly drive you completely out of here. 
Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and take lambs for yourselves according to your family size and slaughter the Passover lamb. You shall take a bundle of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and paint the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you are to go out of the door of your house until morning. When the Lord passes through to strike Egypt and sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over that door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You shall observe these instructions as a perpetual regulation for you and your descendants when you enter the land that the Lord will give you just as he said he would. You shall observe this ceremony. So when your children ask you what does the ceremony mean to you, you will say it is the sacrifice of the Passover to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt. When he struck the Egyptians, he spared our houses. The people bowed down and worshipped. The Israelites went and did all this. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, even all the firstborn of the livestock. During the night, Pharaoh got up, he, all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a loud outcry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not someone dead. The Passover. Uh, it's, it's foundational for uh, Old Testament worship. The Passover is where everything looks back. Uh, from there on. This is, this is where God really does redeem his people. He saves them from Egypt through this blood. Uh, the blood of something else atones for the people uh, and, and purchases uh, their, their redemption. Um, so yeah, it, the, the blood on the doorposts, you see that and the, he passes over. So that's what makes the difference between those who live and those who die. It's the blood that makes that difference. We see the wicked perish and we see the righteous live all at the same time. It, it, it highlights that baptism again. In baptism, the wicked perishes, the righteous survives, lives, is saved even, comes to that full life. There, there's an element of the um, sola fide that uh, was discussed as far as this Sunday goes too, uh, in connection with um, this, this Passover. You know, the, the people of Israel hearing that uh, everyone's going to die, first of all, you have, not everyone, but the, the firstborn, um, first of all, you have to have faith that that's going to happen. Um, think of the, the flood in Noah's day that Noah first had to have faith that, yeah, the flood was going to happen. And then if you believe that's going to happen, well, what do you do about it? You could try to run, try to get away, try to escape. Um, or you can have faith that God's assigned means of salvation is going to save you. Blood on the doorposts. Well, that seems silly. Put some blood up on the, the doorpost. Just, you know, desecrate my house. That's going to save me. Yeah, it do, and it does. Uh, through, this, through this blood, through the death of an animal, the people of Israel were saved. It's, it's that sola fide, faith alone, that causes that salvation. Just like with baptism, too. First of all, you have to believe that, yes, you're a sinner. That, yes, you deserve God's wrath and punishment. And then, well, what do you do about it? Try to run away from God? Try to be a better person, or look where God has given his assigned means of salvation. In baptism, that water is going to save me? A little splash of water on my forehead? Yeah, it will. It will. It give, baptism saves you. That's uh, what Peter said. It saves you. It gives you that salvation. Again, we're looking at the work that God does, not what we do. It's all what God has done. That's what this whole... Uh, Gezema season has done for us, has shown us how God works and how God gives us his salvation. It's very comforting. And this whole um, 
Passover section is very comforting as well. It ends with this this sad note of um, the the crying out of the people who are who are dying the uh, or, or who are losing their firstborn, which is of course uh, absolutely hor- horrific. But we see that that's the the salvation that God brings uh, through this this same miracle. It's I mean the the tragedy of of the flood is is the same way. The the pride of the 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 unbelievers led to their downfall but uh, god brings salvation even in the midst of that all right for uh, the baptism of our lord the psalm that is appointed for it is psalm 89 which is not in uh, our hymnary um, but the uh, the very next psalm psalm 90 has some some themes in common with it uh, and it goes it goes like this uh, for the first verse lord you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Uh, the idea of dwelling in God. I think that's very key with baptism, that we dwell in the name of our triune. That God is the everlasting. Uh, you carry them away like a flood is, is mentioned in there too. Uh, this, this is all about um, teach us to number our days. Um, uh, and uh, then... God establishes the work of our hands. Uh, we're we're going to sing this this whole psalm, the entirety of, of Psalm 90, uh, for uh, this baptism Sunday, um, which goes uh, 17 verses from page 185 to 186 uh, and ends, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. So that'll be our, our psalm. Uh, then looking at the hymns for the day, the chief hymn for the baptism of our Lord, uh, the baptism of our Lord, is hymn 247, which is a Luther hymn. It's Luther's baptism hymn. To Jordan came our Lord the Christ. Uh, that you know, it, it recounts the gospel lesson, uh, but then it goes on to, to show how that baptism uh, gives us life as well. It's seven verses long, so I am going to divide it uh, and. Um, I'm going to divide it between the chief hymn and the, the hymn following the, the offering. So we'll hing, sim, uh, sing the first four verses for the chief hymn, um, which, which ends, In Jordan's water, God's own Son, in sinless manhood bending, the Spirit, too, from heaven's throne, in dove-like form descending. This truth must never be denied. Our faith should never waver that all three persons do preside at baptism's holy labor and dwell with each believer. Uh, emphasizing that idea, the Trinity was there at Jesus' baptism. The Trinity is there in our baptism, giving us their grace. His grace, God's grace. Uh, then uh, after the offering, uh, we'll sing the last four verses, uh, verses 5 through 7, which starts with the Great Commission. Jesus says, go forth and teach and baptize. Uh, and then it ends, and though our mortal eye is dim and sees but simple water, faith sees Jesus, Christ Jesus, and in him the lamb ordained for slaughter. Hey, look at that. Ties right back to the Passover, the Lamb ordained for slaughter. That's that's the reason I want to make sure to get this whole thing in there. All right, there are several other wonderful baptism hymn, hymns um, that come through here. One of my favorites, my absolute favorites, is hymn 246. God's own child, I gladly say it, I am baptized into Christ. Oh, this proclamation of I am baptized into Christ. It's repeated over and over and over again. And uh, just the comfort that, that we have is proclaimed so clearly in that we're going to conclude the service uh, on this day with uh, hymn 246. That's going to be the, the last 
uh, him for uh, for this this Sunday. Uh, so all all that's left is the opening, and uh, I know there's one baptism hymn here that I, I've been told especially is is familiar, and it's a Kingo hymn. Uh, again, that's hymn 241. He that believes and is baptized. Uh, that text isn't here. That's uh, that's from Matthew uh, 16. That Jesus has those words, but the whole idea of baptism is is here, and it works really well as an opening hymn. So hymn 241 for the opening hymn. Uh, we'll start there. Uh, he that believes and is baptized shall see the Lord's salvation. Baptized into the death of Christ, he is a new creation. Through Christ's redemption, he shall stand among the glorious heavenly band of every tribe and nation. And that surety that we've got there, and it's just two verses long, uh, so it uh, is really unoffensive, I guess. Um, I don't know if that's the, the best word to put for it. It's a great hymn. It really, really is. Uh, I do mean that. But, um, okay, so that's that's our service, looking at the baptism of Christ. And I want people to be able to remember their own baptisms and to take comfort in their baptisms. That's what it's really about. Take comfort in the fact that you are baptized into Christ. That means you're saved. And your salvation is sure. It's called a mark of the church. Uh, and you're, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit through the faith that he gives in baptism. Uh, that, that's a guarantee that you have been saved by God and you have that eternal mansion that's given to you. And so, yeah, take that in confidence. We, we, we want to end this pre-Lent season with that confidence as we look forward to the Lent season. Uh, it, it can be a depressing season if it's done poor, but when done well, especially with this baptismal confidence that we enter into the sanctuary with, uh, this, this metaphorical sanctuary of the church here, um, it, it's it's absolutely comforting when when we come before God knowing that He forgives our sins. Well, then we have no reason to fear confessing those sins. He, he washes them away in baptism, and that's something key too here. It, it, this isn't something that we do at our Saviors, and I don't know that it would be practical either. Um, but many churches have the baptismal font right at the entrance to the sanctuary. So when you pass from narthex to nave, you pass you go past the baptismal font. And that's, that's really kind of interesting here to think of it in, in terms of the church year as well. If the pre-Lent season is the narthex, and then in Lent we're stepping into that nave, well, we pass through baptism to get there. <laughs> we we remind, remember our baptisms. And we, we recognize that when we come before God at all, we come before him by virtue of our baptisms. Um, like I said, it's not terribly practical for our saviors, but I want people to remember that uh, that, that idea that in baptism... That's what gives us the ability to come before God. It's, it's in our baptismal grace. So once again, you can uh, find information about the show and uh, give you feedback uh, at tapestryradio.org slash Lord's House. You can find uh, my church, Our Saviors Lutheran Church in Albert Lee uh, at OurSaviorsELS.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. Please do get in touch uh, and give us your feedback or your questions or your comments uh, on any of the subjects we discuss here. And until we meet again, peace be within Obscurantism and Obfuscation, 
orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.